Okay, good afternoon. We're continuing in the last chapter of the Dasa Sviros. Hopefully we'll finish this tomorrow. And we'll see what we can do for Friday. Chapter 24, we just began it on Monday. We're talking about the 22 letters of the Torah. And we've been saying all along that this is like the spiritual periodic table. And all these letters are dynamic forces that Hashem brings into the world. That's how he created the world. So now we want to get into the division of the 22 letters. This is just a introduction, obviously, to much deeper Kabbalistic concepts that we have to realize exist. Now you understand how powerful the letters are. They represent all kinds of forces. So the Sefer um, Yitzira says... The 22 letters, the Aleph base, can be divided up into three groups. Group number one, we don't call them the fan, uh, we could say simple, it's divided into one group has three letters, one group has seven letters, one group has 12 letters. Three, seven, 12 equals 22 letters. Okay, what are those letters and what are they symbolizing? Okay, the three letters are the letters Aleph, Mem, Shin. Now, Aleph is the first letter, Mem is the middle, Shin is the second last letter. So what is the creative force behind those letters? Those are the essential roots of the reality of this world. The three primary roots the Aleph stands for Avir, air, or wind. Mem stands for Mayim, water. Shin stands for Sh, Aish, because Aleph isn't really a strong letter over there. Ah, you're going to say, isn't there a fourth element that's the earth? Because that's not included because that's the receptacle. That's the receiver. That's like the malchus. It receives the three fundamentals. In other words, planet Earth is affected by air slash wind, by water, and by fire. We also come to the first alphabet, Aleph, Adam, uh, Adama. Well, we'll get to all that. Okay. Hang on, there's other things. But these are the fundamentals. And I was talking about energies. They are uh, dynamic energies. Air is a dynamic energy. Uh, water with, uh, fire, earth is more what receives the energy. So that's three, Aleph, Mem, Shin. Then there are seven other letters that can have a dot in them or not a dot in them, and that will change the sound of the word. Some are obvious, some aren't. A base can be base or vase. Yeah. The dot makes a difference. So that's an obvious one. Chaf can be ch or k. Fe can be f or p. Saf, if you are a Ashkenazi, can be s or t. Okay. Then you got, those are the easy ones. The other ones are much more sophisticated. Gimel can be g or j. Okay, that's very much more sophisticated. Um, and Dalid and Reish are also, um, can be, it's beyond my pronunciation ability. Hmm. Duh! 
is hard and is soft. You go, uh, early Sephardic, I don't know, years, you know, explains, for example, we're supposed to, we say, So in the Dalit, when you pronounce the Dalit, you have to think of the four corners of the earth. Question is, but how can you? The letter is end so fast. How much time do you think? But if you know from ancient Sephardic ones, the Dalit, when it doesn't have a dot, is pronounced as a TH. So really it's pronounced Echot. That can be stretched out. Echot. Okay. The Reish, I don't know. Okay. R, R, and I don't know. But anyway, those are seven letters that if they have a dot inside, a Dodesh, Without it, it's a soft letter, and with them, it's a hard letter, so to speak. Now, all the letters can have a dogish, but that doesn't make the difference of it being a soft or hard. It's a different kind of dogish. I don't want to get into that. But those seven have unique. The four are obvious. V, B, H, K, F, P, S, T. That's clear. The other three are a little bit more, you know, Gimel and Jimel. You know, duh. Uh, right, the other ratio, I, I can't even begin to pronounce it. Okay, but you can figure. You can figure whatever it is. So what is that? So that is featuring beyond the basics, beyond fire, water, wind. Okay, we're dealing with aspects that come out of that. Right? And they have to do with the sevens. Let's say the seven C's. Seven days of the week. But more important, specific uh, energies such as wealth, honor, wisdom, children, life, dominion, peace. Those are different. They're, they're, they're important to have, but you can live without them may not be as easy you can live without them that comes from that and that's the realm of the seven the realm of the seven so you got three and seven what's left there's 12 more letters so those letters you know it's not olive bays gimel dalid the next one will be let's say a hey the, the other 12 letters that are remaining they're what we call simple letters and these are the things that also come out of the three basic energies, but these are things everybody has to have. And without, it's not an option. You gotta have it, you can't have it, you're really not gonna live. Which, would, which are those things? Sleep, sight, movement, thought, speech, smell, laughter, etc. Other things you have to have. Okay. And therefore, we have the essential elements, then the ones that you could have, you, you, you don't have to have it, but it's really nice if you did have it. And the ones that you gotta have as in elements that go there. So now you already can begin to start guesstimating when you're adding certain letters, what, what, are they, what reality are they creating? So this idea of three, seven, and 12 happens on many layers of existence. For example, the three patriarchs, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Okay, now, 
That was that's like the foundation. Chesed for Tiferes. Without that, we have nothing. We can't live without them. Okay. Then we have seven types of um, what do you call pedigrees, where that depends on your luck, so to speak. You have a simple Yisrael, then you have a Levi, then you have a coin Hedjot, a minor coin, a coin Godel, a big coin. You have an Avbezid, the man in charge of the court. We have a Nasi, a prince. We have a Melech as a king. So seven types of uh, definitions of your status, which you could, you could live not being a coin, but it's obviously better to be a coin, whatever. 12, what's 12? Tribes. Has to be 12 tribes. Well, okay. why seven and not seven shepherds? You could have seven shepherds too. Okay, that's another seven. But in this aspect, we talk about things. We, if we didn't have our Mitzvah Yaakov, there'd be no Jewish people. And their qualities. Chesed, Kvurti, Ferris. Forget it. There's nothing. Yeah. Those are core. Those are core. If we don't have that, forget it. The other seven, okay, it depends. If you're lucky, you get this, you get that. You could live one or the other. But 12, everybody's got to be a shavit. If you're not a shavit, you're, you're nothing. And we're just going to spend some time going through this 3, 7, 12. It's a very important aspect in every mitzvah, in every tefillah, in everything. So let's say, for example, we have how many brachas by chakras before and after the Kriyashma? Three. Two before, one after. We have seven, when you talk about the three first brachas of the Amida, three last brachas of the Amida, and the middle one for the heretics. Those are things uh, that are, you know, better if possible. And then we've got the 12 middle ones. With Tefillin, we have three wraps here, seven wraps here, and 12 in the box. Tzitzis has how many, uh, how many, uh, what do you call it? No, that one's a hard one. I don't know how that fits. No, no, no. Okay, the tzitzis, I don't know how he fits that in. I have to skip that. Uh, how about in, in, in Kedushin? How about in uh, marriage? There's three ways you can get married. Kesef Shtarbia. Give money. Uh, a document or with intimacy that's like it's got to be if you don't have those three elements you don't have that at all seven is the Shem Brachas and you know and if they come true the more they come true the better your life is and then we have the twelve gifts that a husband merits in the merit of his wife till you're married you don't have these twelve gifts that you need them so the man without a wife is a man without wisdom, without Torah, without kapara, without any help, without any life, without any bracha, without any shalom, without any simcha, without any wealth, without any good, without any covet. Okay, these are all things that are necessary. And that's why we have 12 expressions of joy. We say, Ashubara. Sason v'simcha, chasen v'kala, gila, rina, ditza, ched, v'av, v'ach, v'shalm, reiz. 3, 7, 12. 3, 7, 12. Okay, all kinds of aspects we have in terms of souls. 
three generations that really discuss all of humanity. And that is in Adam. The word Adam, Aleph, Dalet, Mem. So this famously stands for, Aleph stands for Adam. Dalet stands for David. Mem stands for Mashiach. Okay, which is really the history of man. First man, middle man, last man. Also, seven is the seven shepherds, as you said, and the 12 tribes that are there. And it goes on, we can go through the Mishkan, there's three, seven, and 12. A lot of three, seven, and 12s. And when we talk, when we get to the Sefer, Das Hanisuin, we will talk more about those three, seven, and 12s. Okay, so that is the, okay, so that's in general, we see there's a lot of three, seven, and 12s, and we clearly see the three, is core, is core. Every three is a core. Okay, now those seven other letters, and there's a easy way to, okay, it's not easy, but uh, there's a word, beged kefes, because that has six of the letters, beis, gimel, dalet, chaf, pesaf, and resh. But those can have a dot, or they cannot have a dot. So what does that mean? First of all, it could be the seven spheros, as well, the seven spheros. Now, we said, but those seven things are not things that have to be. Those seven things, yeah, you'd like to have them, but uh, you're not always going to, uh, you're not going to have it. It could be wealth, well, sometimes, but not always. So, therefore, sometimes they have a dugish, a dot, means you say it hard, that means it's really there. If the dot's missing, it's not really there. You follow? So therefore, these letters, they're important things. I mean, you want to have. You want to have wealth. You want to have strength. You want to have those types of things. But on the other hand, if you don't have it, okay, life is more difficult. And that's, the dot is called a dogish. A dogish means stress. It's a stress as opposed to a ruffle, which is weak. So in, the, in these other seven areas, certainly you want to have these things, but it could be weak, it could be strong, depending where the dot is over there. While the other 12 letters, there's no such thing as a dot that makes it strong or weak, because these are things that people have to have. So therefore, you gotta have them or you're totally incapable of doing anything. Okay, and as we've learned already, there's the concept of olam shana nefesh, which is place, time and soul, three dimensions of everything. So you have three dimensions with these types of letters. So let's see how these all fit in to these ways. Okay, you have the three letters. Okay, the three letters, we say there's the important ones. So it is in terms of space, it's, it's, it's air, water, and fire. That's space, right? In terms of that's uh, that comes from those three primary elements, and the and the fire is the fourth is malchus. Okay, now we have other things. We have um, from the air comes cold. From the fire comes heat. From the water comes like a balance, and that could be the three times of the year where it could be very cold, it could be very hot, and it could be in the in between. Okay, 
And then we could have in terms of a human being, you could have these three aspects. The avir, the air, is like the head, and that's the most, uh, the highest part, just like the air is the highest part, the head's the highest part. Then fire is the main part of the body, that's where the ruach, that's where the feelings and emotions, and that's where you get all fired up. And then you got the water, that's like the stomach, that's the lowest part of your typhus that all comes from water. Right, so that's the idea of three can be in world, uh, time, place, and soul. The seven double, double letters, okay, again, time, place, and soul. So it, there seems to be um, seven uh, types of uh, planets. I only knew of seven. I know, they said there's nine. We see it's right down to eight, right? Pluto's out. So and uh, so there's that that's in terms of world. Okay. Then we have seven days of the week, that's in terms of time. Okay? Then in terms of soul, there's seven gateways in the person's head. Two nose, two ears, two eyes, and a mouth. It's also seven. Twelve, which are the simple ones, those are the twelve zodiac signs that's in the world. Twelve months in terms of time and 12 tribes uh, or, or other 12s that are there, um, 12 elements within the person that, uh, as we said before, like sleep and rest, 12 elements within the person's having this. Okay, another interesting aspect, why are there seven days of the week and 12 months? Well, the sun expresses the conduct of the giver. And mystically, the giver is kutshabrichu. That's giving, right? The moon expresses the receiver. And the receiver is malchus, and that's the shechina. Okay, so now the seven letters of Beis Gimeldal, Chafresh, Reish, Tav, that's the root of the seven days of the week, which was the seven days of creation. And therefore, and that's what gives into the world. The 12 letters respond, correspond to the 12 months. So you see the 12 months is from the moon that's the receiver, okay? While the sun produces as the giver the seven elements of the seven days. So that's giving and receiving, okay? Because how do we determine the day? By how much light you receive. We get light, it's day. When it goes away, it's night. And 24 hours is based on the sun, while 12 months is based on the moon. Okay, so you have a lot of these ideas uh, that are all over the place, where you got the seven letters and the 12 letters. The seven is always the mashpia, the one who gives, and the 12 is always the receiver. The sun gives light, the moon receives light. So we have a lot of these aspects. You have male and female. Or let's take a look at another aspect. We have the menorah, which is in the south, which is the female, and the chulchan, uh, which is the male, rather, because it gives off light. And the table in the Mishpesa Migdash is uh, in the north. I'm sorry, uh, it's in the north. It, so, uh, it's, uh, that's in the, I'm sorry, that's in the south, and that's the female that receives. So now, the menorah has how many? Seven. What's the 12 on the table? Showbread. 12 chalos, 12 showbreads. So again, you see, seven is always the giver, 12 is always the receiver. 
when they were um, inaugurating the Mishkan, when they inaugurated the Mishkan, which was a Kohanic aspect, which is Chesed, there were seven days of inauguration. That is bringing the Mashpia, the one who's going to give. Well, when the tribal heads, their gifts after the dedication represented the female Malchus, the recipients, the Jews are the recipients, and there were 12 princes who did their avoda. See, this all connects completely over there. Okay? And... And therefore, he can... can okay, we're skipping this part. Now, there's still a couple more letters. What are the other letters I've skipped? There's 22 letters. Have I skipped any? I skipped five letters. What? No, that's all part of the 12. The Sophios, the end letters, which the acronym is Manzapach. Why do you do that? Because it's order. Mem, Mem Sophis. Nun, Nun Sophis. Tzadi, Tzadi Sophis. Fe, Fe Sophis. Chaf, Chaf Sophis. They're not really in order, but it, it, it sounds good. It's a word you can... Mansafach. Gemara in Megillah says, Mansafach. Interesting. Even though they were given to us by God, as he's ending letters, but they fell somehow, they fell into being forgotten. Okay? And they weren't sure which ones... Well, what they knew they were end letters, but they forgot... Are the end letters at the end or are they in the beginning? <laughs> or the middle? Now we know the regular ones are either the beginning or the middle and the ending ones are at the end. We know that now. Thank you very much to history. But a certain period of time where they forgot. Like which ones are in the end and which ones are not in the end. Okay, but what's unique about these ending ones? They end the word. In other words, when you have a Sefer Torah and you got a lot of letters going one after the other, you never know when a word ends. I mean, yeah, you can make a space, but when are you absolutely sure the word ends? When you have a Sophis. Now that suggests all kinds of mystical ideas, and one of them is, that means the flow stops. We're talking about flow. So flow, you got a letter, you can add a letter, add another letter, add another letter, you can make all kinds of combinations and things can continue to go. But then, all of a sudden, when you got a Sophie's, boom, stopped, done, nothing more to talk about. So that mystically is talking about a limitation of the energy that comes. Now, it's very fascinating. The Kabbalists say the following, that this world was created with the 22 letters, everything with the 22 letters. And together with the 10 spheros, that equals 32. We said all the things about 32 are, are amazing. But now you ask, so why do we need five more letters? What do we need them for? I mean, what, who says a mem has to have the mem sophies? If we wouldn't have told you that, when you were learning how to read Hebrew, and we put a regular mem at the end, you say, okay. Just like a samach can be at the end of a word. There's no samach sophies. You could have a, a race at the end of a word. There's no such thing as a race, Sophies. So why did we need five letters at the end? So the Megala Amukos explains mystically, before man sinned, there were only 22 letters. When he sinned, 
and he followed his five senses. So by messing up the five senses, we now have created five more letters, and these five letters close off the Shefa. And that means there's less chesed in the world because they stop the letters from doing, to continue and you go. So therefore, when it says, So that was written with the 22 letters. But when man sinned, when it says later on, a few chapters later, it says, Ela told us Hashemayim v'aretz. This is the history of heavens and earth. Behi baram. When he created them, and the hay is a large hay, where it says with a hay he created them. These are the five letters of Mansapach, and this all has to do with tuma and things like this, which is beyond what we can talk about right now. But these are things that came into the world. In other words, when we're closing off the word, that means it's not a, an eternal flow. Before man sinned, it was an unlimited flow. Now that man has sinned, there has to be someone putting the brakes on that flow. There has to be an idea of death, all these things being stopped. So theoretically, no letter has to stop you. But now because of man's sin with the five uh, senses, we've now created a reality of stoppage for that. And there's a lot of amazing things that are beyond what we can discuss. It's all introductory in nature. They also say in Pirkei Rebeliezer that these letters of Mansapach are hinting to the five redemptions that have happened and will happen. He says each one of the patriarchs had a redemption. We had a redemption from Egypt and we'll have a redemption from when Mashiach comes. And he goes into detail about all of these where the letters are... Um, Doubled letters or ending letters. I'll just give one that's a simple example. When Hashem said, Lech Lecha. So two chafsofisis. So that means, you know, there's going to be a redemption. Meaning the end of the suffering. Right? Golos is like suffering. You want it to end, don't you? So a lot of things can end. Good things can end and bad things can end. So when, when Adam Arishon sinned, it means good things are coming to an end. Redemption means bad things have to come to an end. So that's the flip side, that although there's bad things that bring us to an end, good things can happen as well. Okay. All right. Very nice. And, uh, okay. And therefore, with the gullus as well, since all the other letters can be gullus letters, just add on another letter, another letter, another letter. The gullus continues. When you get to the Sophie, boom, stop end of the day there's nothing more to talk about it has stopped okay and very interesting Rav Moshe Shapiro he adds that this world was created with 22 letters but the redemption is going to be something new that's not part of the initial creation Olam Abba is going to be a totally different reality and therefore, the gula has to be with these five letters that are not letters of creation. Because these 22 letters are only part of the regular creation. But now they, these five letters were at the end of the world, at the end of the word, which is also be the gula, which is the end of the world, are also hinting to that which is in the times of Mashiach. 
And finally, from the Shemi Shmuel, who says a very interesting idea from the Kutzker Rebbe, he says, all the holidays are included in Purim. That's a medrash. All are all. And he heard from his father, Avnezenezer, and that's why Purim, really, you know, and you'll start learning Masechus Megillah, it says the Megillah can be read on any one of five days. 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th of Ador for all kinds of technical reasons. People who bring uh, food from the market for people, it's hard to go back and forth. So according to the biblical understanding, nowadays uh, we don't practically do that. We do 14 and 15, but there was a time we could do 11, 12, 13, 14, so it's how many days? Five. five days. So that means there's five days when we read the Megillah. It's like we're having a redemption. So it's like those five letters. Okay. And it also reflects to five holidays that come by our biblical holidays. Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. And each of them is time of judgment. On Pesach, we're judged for the crops, etc., etc. So these letters, which are letters of judgment, we all know. So these five letters represent these holidays that reflect the five redemptions. So it's a double aspect. There's judgment, redemption, till redemption comes has to be judgment. And then Purim, which has all the holidays, can be on any one of five days, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And that's the idea of these last letters. So although we don't totally have... Oh, and there's another thing. We know that every month is one of those 12 regular letters. Mystically, every month has a letter. So why do we, how, do we get, how do we know which letter it is? There's 22 letters. How do they pick 12 letters, mystically? The answer is, no, the first three we need to have. The next seven come from the sun. The next 12 is the receiver. That we all have to have them equally. That comes from the moon. So therefore, really, every month there's a, has a letter based on that, which has a whole mystical understanding of how we understand. This is just basics to understand there's a lot of depth to the Hebrew alphabet. And then as we go into other pieces of Torah, we can appreciate what that is. It's very fascinating that the yud Hey and the vav Hey are only regular letters, which is something we'll need to speak about. Well, guess what? We finished the book a day early. Are we able to finish it? So I'm not sure what we'll do tomorrow. I'll see if I can come up with something. I will send you an email. We'll assume there is class. If there's no class, I'll send you an email before noon tomorrow. Because I have to find something. I don't have this book. I'd like to find something along these the lines. Menachem's coming, right? Menachem's coming tomorrow yeah. at 7 o'clock. Okay. So I can't do it tomorrow. Yeah. But if I get it at 7, 8, I can do something for Friday. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. Uh, stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you.